Years ago, I was sitting at my computer, speedily trying to get some work done, as I was under a deadline that was looming ever closer. And, of course, that's when I started to experience technical problems. I don't fully recall, but I believe it was either problems with my internet connection, problems with my printer, or both. Now, for me, this is a toxic combination, deadline looming and malfunctioning technology. My blood began to boil. I leapt up to my feet in fury and then did something I'm not too proud of. I'll tell you what it was coming up next. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Welcome to The Inner Life, where each day at 11 a.m. Central, we offer some help and encouragement to you through the help of our spiritual directors as you seek to draw closer to the Lord today. I'm Patrick Conley. So I rocketed to my feet, furious at my malfunctioning computer, and then I drew back and hauled off and punched the wall of my home office. As I said, I'm not proud of this reaction. And I knew I had lost my peace and self-control immediately as my knuckles started throbbing. And as I noticed when I looked at the wall, that I had placed a good-sized dent in the drywall. The immediate consequences assured me of the misguided nature of my response, but I think I'm most ashamed of letting my anger get the better of me. Now, fortunately, that was years ago, and I do believe I have grown in learning how to deal better with my losses of temper. I'm not there yet, though. And our American society is getting angrier, according to polls. In 2019, before the pandemic, 84% of people surveyed said Americans are angrier today compared with a generation ago, according to an NPR IBM Watson health poll. Now, COVID did us no favors. In October of 2020, the American Psychological Association reported that nearly 8 in 10 adults said the coronavirus pandemic was a significant source of stress in their life, and 2 in 3 adults said they experienced increased stress over the course of the pandemic. And those adults also said that that uptick in stress resulted in things like increased tension in their bodies, snapping or getting angry very quickly, unexpected mood swings, and screaming or yelling at a loved one. Well, anger as an emotion is a common, inevitable experience. But do you find yourself getting angry more often these days? And when the anger comes, how do you respond to the anger you feel? Are you able to respond virtuously, or do you oftentimes lose control? Our topic for today's show is dealing well with anger. And our spiritual director today is Father Ethan Southern. Father Ethan is a priest in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, where he serves as a pastor of St. John Eudes Church in Chatsworth, California. Good morning, Father. Thanks for being with us today. Hi, Patrick. Good morning, um, and good morning to everyone uh, listening. Uh, what a a uh, beautiful and difficult and timely topic uh, to share about anger. I love that opening um, anecdote about punching the wall <laughs> over yeah. technology. <laughs> yeah. Sorry oh. for your knuckles and your wall. <laughs> yeah. Well, no lasting scars either on the wall or on my knuckles, so I think we're 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 beyond it now, but uh but it is. I mean, anger is a fact of life, right? Oh, yeah, it is. And, you know, I, I love also what you're talking about, you know, with um, the statistics and the, and the studies, um, you know, and how anger may be increasing and certainly how uh, stress can, you know, lead to anger. Um, I went to my dentist recently and, 
you know, he, we were just kind of chatting and going over things. He said that since COVID, um, it, there's been nearly a 40% increase that he's seen in the office, a 40% increase in cracked teeth. Hmm. And so he says what he attributes that to is just the amount of stress that we're carrying, you know, and, and at night, uh, we're, we're grinding our teeth or it's just, wow. it we're, we're letting it out. We just can, we keep it within us. And if it's not getting out some way, it, it's acting out. And for many people, uh, it's, you know, damaging even their teeth. Yeah. <laughs> the stress wow. or the anger that we hold on to. Just that he's seen. That's amazing. Wow. Just that he's seen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, anger comes. There's, I don't think that there's a, we're not about today saying how to never be angry again. Um, but uh, I think that what we want to focus on is what do we do with the anger when it comes, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's a part of life. And, you know, the question may be, um, how can we repurpose that energy? Because anger is an energy and it's indicating something. And so it's coming from some place. It doesn't just come out of the blue or it just doesn't manifest itself. But that anger is an indicator of something. Um, how do we repurpose uh, the energy and how can it be used for good? Because anger, like you said, it could be very damaging. And I'm sure all of us, I certainly do, we all have stories with anger, uh, whether it's unconscious and how maybe, you know, it's damaging our body, you know, with um, the stress we put on our teeth, or maybe it's just we're, we're eating, overeating, or all the, the things we may do unconsciously. But maybe it, it even comes out, like you said, and damages relationships with yelling and screaming and fighting. Um, so how could we repurpose that energy so it's actually being used for something good and in a godly way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we're about today. We're going to explore as many options as we can in the hour ahead, talking about dealing well with anger with our spiritual director, Father Ethan Southern. How do you deal with anger? Do you have a question for Father about how to have a Christian response to anger? Maybe you're in a situation that is causing you some anger, anger and angst right now that you would really like some good spiritual direction on. That's why we're here. Give us a call on our toll-free spiritual spiritual line. Yeah, that's what I just said, spiritual line. No, toll-free phone line, 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149, sponsored by the Catholic Order of Foresters. Or you can send us an email at innerlife at relevantradio.com. Well, Father, let's take a look at uh, the Gospels uh, for a bit here. I've been going over this particular passage with some of my students at our local Catholic school, where Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount is actually, he's making the law, the old law, harder to do. Um, Especially, I'm thinking when he says, you've heard it decided, you shall not kill, and whoever kills shall be liable to judgment. But then he goes on to say, but I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother shall be liable to judgment. Oh man, it's it seems like Jesus here is elevating uncharity or anger towards our brothers and sisters as something worthy of judgment and on a par with killing. Why is he mm. so concerned with anger, Father? Mm. That's that's wonderful. While we're, when we're speaking uh, of brothers, I have to give a shout out to my brother Adam. It's his birthday today. Hey. Uh, I don't want him to uh, get angry with me <laughs> getting his birthday. So happy, well, birthday happy birthday, Adam. yeah. <laughs> that's um, good. But yes, uh, well, anger creeps in. It can be, um, you know, a gateway, you know, so if, if we let that anger 
uh, come into us, um, and then it's it's an unjust uh, anger, or if it's uh, moving in a way, it's you know Saint Paul speaks uh, of in Ephesians, you know, chapter four, verse twenty six. He says, yeah. "In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, mm-hmm. and do not give the devil a foothold." So anger could be, you know, those resentments. It, it's, it's a point of division. And so then we can hold something against someone. And then we hold those feelings and they become like poison. It's like toxins um, that's within us. And then it, it causes that animosity. And so now, um, you know, there's a part of ourselves, uh, there's a part in me, you know, that then is reacting to a part in someone else. Right? It's not the fullness of who they are because we're made in the image and likeness of God, right? So the fullness, when we're speaking of the fullness of who we are, you know, with the fullness of ourself, you know, there's, there's something that's bigger than those little individual parts, right? Because of original sin, we've been fragmented into these other little parts. And, you know, sometimes those little parts start to take over. So maybe we start to be too controlling, right? Or we, we don't trust someone else. And so then we start to think like, oh, well, I have to do it. I have to manage. Or maybe there's like a part of us that becomes like a firefighter. Oh, well, I'm going to put out all these little fires. But the problem is when those little parts that are within ourselves, our fragmented self, start to take over, they're actually, you know, overshadowing the fullness of who we are. They're overshadowing, you know, the part of us or the, the full self of who we are in made in the image and likeness of God. And so then we've, we've taken the soccer pitch, right? Uh, you know, um, I'm a Phillies fan. So I was just watching the Phillies and the diamondbacks yeah. and <laughs> game seven and uh-huh. the, the diamondback pitcher was amazing. He just kept throwing these pitches and there, there were sliders, there were curveballs. The Phillies could not hit them. And then even though the ball ended up going out of the strike zone, they still swung at it. It looked so good, and they would go for it every time. So sometimes, you know, within our misreading of ourselves, those parts, they start to take over, and it's like we we take the easy way. And when that happens, that's when the fragmentation that's within us starts to actually happen. It's fragmenting the whole body of Christ, and we actually start to turn against each other. And And then we start to say, oh, well, it's your fault you're the reason why everything's going wrong in the whole world. (laughs) And if I just get rid of you or if I fix you, then everything would be better. And so all of that energy for that we desire for good and for God's kingdom actually gets projected and focused in an unhealthy way. uh, And, and it's against each other. So I think that's what Jesus is talking about in the sermon on the Mount when he's saying, don't do it. Don't, don't take the sucker pitch. Don't, don't fall for it because that's going to just divide you even more. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. And I realize that, that there's a a great temptation then. And one of the things I think we typically do father is that when we get angry, um, we, we may realize there might be part of us that realizes, look, you don't need to be angry here. But the temptation for me at least is then at that point to start, if I'm not ready or if I'm not able to let go of my anger at that point, then I want to start to justify it. Like you were saying, you know, the all all my problems are focused in because of this person did this, you know, or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, mm-hmm. And it seems like that move to justifying our anger is only furthering the problem. 
Yeah, because then we're digging in. Right. Like we're digging in our our heels into the ground and we're getting ready for a fight. Yeah. And so it it does. It we justify ourselves and we say, "Well, I'm right and you're wrong and I'm going to show you." I won't tell you, <laughs> I, I did go to confession for this, I'll, I'll admit, and I won't tell you when this was. I don't want to scandalize anyone. So this, at some <laughs> point in my life, okay, okay. Very good. <laughs> I was driving in my car, and, um, and in Los Angeles, traffic can be you know, pretty crazy, as I'm sure many places in the country. Um, and sometimes people on motorcycles, especially in Los Angeles, in a motorcycle, you can kind of weave through the traffic. Right. Yeah. I was on the side street. This wasn't on the freeway. I was on a side street and I'm, I'm, I was driving and then a motorcycle cut me off hmm. and whatever I was going through that day, I don't remember, but I just remember I got triggered. And so, and this, this motorcycle was obviously in the wrong. It was his fault. He cut me off. I'm trying to be pay attention and be a, a good driver. And he cut me off and came in front of me. And I had this feeling that just started to well up with inside of me mm. that, you know, I'm going to teach him a lesson. <laughs> okay. This is, this is, now this is really dangerous, right? He's on right. a motorcycle. And yeah. so then I was just thinking like, well, what if I just tap, what if I just tap his uh, tire just a little bit <laughs> just so he knows that I'm here and he just cut me off just so he knows that what he did, I'm going to show him. Now, thankfully, I didn't do it. Mm. But that feeling and those thoughts were coming up and it scared me. I thought, oh, my gosh, what am I yeah. doing? Yeah. And so yeah. I, had to, I had to interrupt. Yeah. So I had to, and thankfully, God, thank you, God. You know, there was, a, there was an opportunity for me to go from reacting, which is what I wanted to do, I wanted to just in the moment, just react. So sometimes there's events that happen or something happens. And then we just, we just react immediately. And I'm going to show you, we react with anger. So I had the opportunity with God's own blessing and grace, not to react because that would have, I mean, that would have been horrible. Right. Right. It would have been deadly. Yeah. Yeah. That's Um, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I actually had like a moment to pause and then I went back to God and with God's graciousness, with God's own grace, we actually had, there was a, an integrated response with God to actually have a response. Mm. So instead of reacting, now I was responding with God's grace. Mm-hmm. And so I took a deep breath and let it out and I let him go on, on his way and I forgave him. And, you know, I showed mercy Yes, maybe he did cut me off. Maybe he was absolutely in the wrong. But now my response, instead of inflicting my own form of justice mm-hmm. without God, right? Um, instead of reacting without God, now I'm actually going to respond with God and with God's patience, kindness, mercy, forgiveness. So he went away and he probably never knew what I was feeling. And, you know, I had to... Um, you know, continue to breathe and pray and collect myself so that I could let that moment pass. But, but, um, but I would, thanks be to God, I was able to respond with him. And so that's an invitation for all of us when we're, when those types of things happen, I think, especially on the road that can really trigger us, 
whether it's in our relationships with our, our spouse or our children or our parents or somebody at work, when someone does us wrong, you know, how are we responding? Are we just reacting? Or can we actually respond with God's grace and his love? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Powerful story, Father. Thank you so much for that. Let's take a phone call. Natalie's calling in from Hayward, California. Good morning, Natalie. Thanks for calling the Inner Life. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I just want to comment, and I'm not so sure question um, because I've been questioning. Oh, I look back at my journal two years ago, and I was having these same feelings, except now I feel more sure in my decision to take action. Um, my husband is... <clears throat> um, an addict, we met smoking marijuana, partying. Once we had kids, I was slowly converting, getting deeper into my faith. We're married civilly. I'm now deeper into my faith where I believe in the um, marriage by church, and he's always in conflict with me and with my children. It's a mental, I think, issue where he needs to get trauma healed from his childhood, where everyone who speaks to him lets him know but he's stuck in isolation at home in his own bubble where he doesn't have anyone to hold him accountable for his actions but me, and he's toned me out. And I I react when he treats the kids very impatiently and frustratingly to me. I'm seeing it's um, that's their dialogue. It's always frustration towards them, what they're doing wrong. And so I snap, and I'm angry, and I'm just like, take a walk, get out. And so it's that battle of um, am I being righteously angry or am I being selfishly angry? Is it? And it's so hard to control because um, and and I'm doing everything therapeutically. I'm I'm therapy. I'm journaling. I'm exercising. I'm going to church to confession. I'm participating in the Eucharist that I, I so desperately need when I'm away from it. And yet I'm hit with the brick wall with this person that chooses to blame me instead of change his behavior. Mm. Natalie, thank you so much uh, for sharing. And you're not alone. Um, I know sometimes it may feel like you're alone. And even with your, your spouse, you know, someone that you should be having, you know, the closest relationship with, you know, it feels like maybe you can't even trust them or, uh, everything is misinterpreted, um, but Christ is with you, and He sees you, and He knows you, and He loves you dearly, um, and He's proud of you um, for you know being in that space, you know being in the fire, and you know being being there for your children and for your spouse. Um, there's so, a few things you know that that come to mind, um, you know, in two Corinthians. Chapter four, uh, four ten. You know, Paul says that he bears within within himself continually the dying of Christ, so that the rising of Christ may be manifest. With with the with the situation, with with the addiction, and with um, with, with all of that. But uh, you're also opening up. You know, in the way that you're responding with with um, like you were saying, you you don't just want to react and to snap and to yell, but you're also inviting God to come in within your own self so that you could be responding to your husband and to the situation with grace and with love. Um, you know, Jesus, um, 
you know, very famously, he, um, in Matthew, you know, 21, um, and, and the other Gospels, he, he turned over, um, he used that energy, that anger, he turned over the tables. We're told that Jesus actually took time and he made a whip. He knew what he was doing. He made a whip. And he drove out the money changers, you know, from the temple area. So that anger, that energy was actually being with, with his father's grace. That energy was actually for repurposing. So there was a repurposing and uh, all of the, all the anger is energy meant for who we are to be in God. It's to be fruitful in God. And so that actually, that anger can be repurposed for courage. So courage is the energy of anger working for the good. And so courage is a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's a response coming from God. It's not just us, you know, reacting. But when we pause and when we're actually allowing, you know, that space for God in our lives, then he's giving us his virtues. He's giving us his grace. Every virtue is a virtue of God. He, he leads us in his own way of being. Now, if, if it's just us reacting, it's called control. And control is a reaction, but courage is a response of God. And so with that courage, you know, Natalie, I, I don't know. Maybe it's the courage, you know, to go take some additional steps or to, you know, to say to your husband, you know, hey, this isn't working. <laughs> like, this isn't working. This isn't healthy. You know, you need to, to get some help or you need to go into therapy. I'm in therapy. I'm working on it. I'm doing my part. You need to. You know, I don't know what that would be. That's, that's between, you know, you and God and your therapist and maybe a spiritual director. Um, but, but courage could be something like that, where you have the courage to say, the way that things are are not healthy and something needs to change. What are the ways that we could change? Because instead of just snapping and yelling and reacting and, you know, escalating things, that's, that's not going to lead him to change. It's going to lead him to dig in. <laughs> and so he's going to dig in and, well, well, you're being, you're always yelling at me and you're doing this and you're doing that. And then it, it gets redirected back to you. But the courage, you know, with that grace, with that response from God, you know, then it comes back to him. And maybe that's actually, you know, God's grace is coming up within him to give him the courage to say, you know what, maybe, you know, the, the marijuana or maybe these drugs or the drinking or whatever these things are, they're not working for me. Now I'm going to have the courage to change my life because I love my wife and my kids and you know, and who knows, you know, maybe that's going to be the fullness of the sacraments, you getting married in the church or, you know, who knows where God would lead. But I think that's, I think you're in a really beautiful place, Natalie. I know it's really painful and difficult, um, but God is with you in, in this moment. And he's, he's right there waiting, you know, as you turn to him and as you open up to him, he's right there to pour his graciousness, his love, his mercy, his help, his Holy Spirit is there to guide you and, and this situation. Amen. Natalie, thank you so much for the honest call. And yeah, we're just very, we're all our prayers are with you certainly. And uh, do feel free to call in and ask for prayers during the divine mercy chaplet at 3 PM central, as well as the family rosary across America at 7 PM central right here on relevant radio. 
We are talking today about dealing well with anger with our spiritual director, Father Ethan Southard, and he is leading us through some great advice on how we can deal with the situations that arise in our lives that cause us to be angry. If you have a way, a question to ask for our spiritual director, give us a call at 888-914-9149, or give us a good testimony about how you have dealt well with anger in your life. 888-914-9149 or innerlife at relevantradio.com. We'll be back right after this short break. Stay with us. You can support Relevant Radio in many ways. Joining a giving society, donating a vehicle you don't need anymore, and now donating a piece of land or other real estate. Donate now at RelevantRadio.com slash property. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio, RelevantRadio.com and the Relevant Radio app. Hey, just a reminder, Pope Francis has called for us to pray and fast and do penance for our brothers and sisters in the Middle East tomorrow, October 27th as the Israel-Hamas war intensifies. In just two and a half weeks, friends, over one million have been displaced and over 5,000 people have lost their lives. So please, please join your Relevant Radio brothers and sisters worldwide in praying for peace in the Middle East during Mass at noon central, the Divine Mercy Chaplet at 3 central, and the Family Rosary Across America at 7 central on Relevant Radio. Our Lady, Queen of Peace, pray for us. We're speaking today about dealing well with anger with our spiritual director, Father Ethan Southern. And Father, I understand you had one more point to offer Natalie. Uh, yes. I, again, just wanted to thank Natalie for having the courage to make this phone call. Yeah. Um, I think that's a, a response of God where you're, you're opening up and you're reaching out for those resources. Um, and, and, you know, the resources are real. They're real. They're very real. They're practical, um, particular resources. And so uh, those who hear, uh, hear God's word and put it into practice, you know, that's what Jesus says. These are my mother and my brothers and my sisters. Those who hear the word of God, those who hear what he's sharing and put it into practice. And so then you start to engage and you, you have the courage to put it into practice. So for me, you know, very frequently, there's many things that are, are coming into my life uh, where I don't have the answers and I'm always, 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 always reaching out. I go for help. That could be with our regional bishop's office. I'm on the phone with our secretary there all the time. Uh, whether it's or the, the not the it's the uh, assistant, the bishop's assistant, with my first pastor. I'm calling him all the time. I call victims assistance ministry in the archdiocese all the time. Uh, priest friends, um, you know, there's spiritual friends, um, kind of like directors who I've you know I continue to engage with, um, and even parishioners. You know, our parish. Our parishes, our church, are so filled with amazing, amazing people who have God's grace and wisdom and, you know, particular help. Uh, I just met a woman in our parish the other day who is a therapist, marriage and family therapist, and she's offering her service to our parish community. So uh, I just want to uh, just encourage Natalie just to continue on this journey and that you are not alone. Um, So this is, you know, you're building on rock. Uh, it's not on the sand of, of wishful words, um, but that it's that it's very real. Um, so 
uh, there's lots of people who are there to support you. Christ is supporting you um, through these different resources. So way to go, Natalie. We're, we're uh, united with you. Amen to that. Thank you, Father, for that. Let's take another phone call. Tracy is calling in from North Carolina. Good afternoon, Tracy. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Um, I have a question about dealing with my teenage son. Um, He's 16, and he picks up a lot of anger and a lot of, um, like, fighting-type actions and responses um, from school. We constantly hear about different fights, you know, happening in the lunchroom or in the halls. And he's on the spectrum. Um, He tends to imitate. And so we are finding that it's being directed at us when he becomes frustrated um, or there's a change in plans or, you know, he is denied, you know, one of his favorite things, you know, if we try and um, give him any kind of consequences for behaviors that aren't appropriate. And I'm just wondering, we, you know, try with our therapist to respond according to the way we've been um, uh, instructed, but we do get angry. We do, you know, lose our temper. And is there a way that you um, might advise that we could respond to him that would maybe just help him to understand how inappropriate that kind of response is, first of all, to your parents. And secondly, just as a part of life. I mean, I, I try and say that to him, but I don't, I, I'm not making an impression. And I've got a, a, a son who's on one hand, he's, he's, you know, um, trying to be faithful. He prays to blessed Carlo Acutis. He prays to Padre Pio. Uh, and then, you know, his emotional regulation gets out of whack and all of a sudden he reverts to, you know, these, these really negative and aggressive behaviors. So I wonder what your comments might be. Well, thank you, Tracy, for, for sharing and just being so open. And I can hear, you know, the mother's love uh, for her child um, and your, your desire, you know, for your, your son to really know God and to live. Um, you know, Jesus says that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And sometimes, you know, that's that's the fullness of, you know, Jesus is the full. He is the truth. He is the way. He is the life. And there's no separation. There's no division. There's no fragmentation in Christ. Jesus is the fullness of all of those constantly and continually. And so that's you know, I, I hear you knowing the truth. Okay, well, this is the truth, and this is what should be. But you're you're yearning for, you know, the way and the life of how am I being, and how can we be loving and patient, kind, and merciful? It's the the fullness of uh, the self. It's the actual presence of self, um, and it's that actual self experience. There is a. a I was just sharing with a young adult recently, or he was sharing with me rather, and he was sharing about when he was 16 and he was sharing about his own life experience about how, you know, his, he was the youngest of many siblings and his siblings had all grown up and moved out and they left all of his, all of their things to him, the movies and video games and clothes. And he says, I had everything I wanted. He says, but I didn't have my siblings there. I didn't have my family. I felt abandoned. He was a, a bright guy, brilliant guy, but sometimes he, 
he just felt disconnected with the rest of his classmates. And so he actually got to a point um, in his own life where he was ready to take his life. And he didn't know the purpose of his life. He's saying, well, what's my purpose? Where do I fit in? What am I here for? What, how do I engage? What am I? So all those things. And he was, you know, just talking himself. He said he made a playlist of sad music and he was ready to, he made his mind up. He's going to take his life this one night, waited for everybody to go to bed one or two in the morning. And, um, and he played his music to get himself ready to go. And then he was just looking at himself in the mirror and he was so angry, so angry, angry that his life wasn't perfect and he didn't know his purpose and who he was. And he was angry at his parents and his siblings. And, and then as he was looking in the mirror, he saw the sacred heart of Jesus. And then he started getting angry at God. He says, here I am, I'm ready to take my life and you won't even do anything. You won't stop me. And, you know, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go to hell and you're not going to keep me from there. And so he's just crying and angry and he's ready to do it. And then he said in that moment, on the, the playlist that he made, he made this playlist of all these sad, depressing songs. And he said there was the, the words coming out of one of the songs was, I have always been there with you. I've been there with you through the rain. I've been there with you through the sun. You are not alone. I love you. And he said it just pierced through. It just pierced his heart. And he just he fell to the ground and he started crying. And he felt God's, God's love and his presence and experience. And now he just wants to be helping others to know God's love and to find their purpose. And, and our purpose is for, for God's kingdom. And so my encouragement uh, to you, Tracy, is, you know, just I, I think your son is probably going through whatever feelings he's going through, you know, being on the spectrum and, you know, how do I fit in and I don't fit in and, and I get angry because I know that and, so all of those different feelings that he's going through, but it's, it's the actual presence of God in you and for him knowing that there is a purpose and there is a place for him and that he is a gift. And so that's the actual presence of, of self, that actual presence of God in you. And he, it's like a tuning fork. It's like that tuning fork. If, you know, if we're vibrating with, with that vibration of God within ourselves others can start to pick up that frequency and they start vibrating. They can start to feel that. So, and I know you're doing that, Tracy. And so I just encourage you, you know, continue opening yourself up to that, that tuning fork of God, his graciousness and his, his vibration, because that radiates out and your son's picking that up from you and your husband. Uh, and they act, you're, he's actually having that experience of God in you and through you. But, uh, and again, obviously you're going to therapy and your son's getting that professional treatment. So just encourage you on, on those ways as well. Yeah, very good. Very good. I appreciate the advice, Father Tracy. I hope that's really helpful to you. And again, our prayers are with you. So thank you for, again, having courage to call in and <clears throat> be part of the program and bring this bring this, uh, this situation before God and before our spiritual director, Father Ethan Southern. Let's uh, let's go. Let's take another call here before we go to break. Uh, Kelly calling in from Williamston, Michigan. Kelly, hello. Thanks for calling in. Hi, thank you for having me. So I had kind of a comment and then also a piggyback question. Um, one of the strategies I have a lot of children. I have five children, and three of them are four and under. So I find myself getting very frustrated and losing my temper at times. 
especially with toddlers and just the overwhelming nature of um, motherhood right now. But um, one of the strategies I use is just paying attention to myself and like trying to notice patterns or triggers. And a lot of times I notice that like in the evening hours for me, that tends to be where I feel very overwhelmed when it's dinner and homework and pajamas and bedtime and baths and all of that. And that if something disrupts that, it can cause me to get really frustrated and lose my temper. So knowing that I try not, I try not to schedule or try to jam in anything in that time because I know that's like a trigger time for me. Um, so just a strategy that I've used. But then my piggyback question is, as I'm practicing this and doing, and I try to do this in other areas too of my life, am I just avoiding something that like is inside of me that is like bad? Like, is it good that I'm doing these things or am I just avoiding something? Wow. Thank you, Kelly. Um, you're, uh, I, I can just feel God's love within you, his graciousness within you. You've got five children. That's, <laughs> that's a lot. That's amazing. Uh, to have them, you know, four and under, um, I, I can just hear, you know, you've got your hands full, but I also hear, you know, just that awareness that you are, the self-awareness of of knowing that, you know, maybe there are patterns or triggers uh, when you're more vulnerable um, or when you've got all these things, you know, in the end of the day, <laughs> it's like, wow, you know, that's amazing for you to be carrying all of that and to prepare dinner and to get the kids ready. And um, so I just encourage you and I think those uh, those strategies that you have uh, are awesome. There's a, a friend of mine. We were just at a, Chris, or a birthday party the other day, and uh, uh, Brian and Paula, and, and they were there. And Brian, um, they've got uh, three children, and Paula's pregnant with a fourth, and they're very young um, as well. And somebody else was helping the little one, uh, at this birthday party. And so Brian was there with one of the older ones and he had a cupcake. There are cupcakes everywhere. There's all kinds of food. And so he cut it up into quarters and he was giving his child, you know, a quarter of the cupcake because uh, she could handle a quarter of the cupcake. And a friend was right there and uh, the friend just gave the little baby the cupcake. The whole thing. And so we were looking at, we were kind of comparing. And so the baby, once the baby had that cupcake in, in, in her hand, she just started going to town and she was just eating. There's icing everywhere and she's just munching. And then, you know, we looked over at Brian and, and Brian's just laughing. And he says, well, I had to, I had to prepare ahead of time uh, to cut this cupcake because I know that once, if I gave my child the whole cupcake, it's too late. There's nothing, you know, I could do to take that cupcake back, you know, or because then I'm going to get into a fight and then you're going to be fighting with a child over the cupcake and it's just going to be more messy than the icing. So he says, I do it ahead of time. I know what they can handle and I give them that little bit. Just let this one have fun with the icing and we'll clean up the mess later. So Kelly, I think that awareness uh, that you have, um, you know, you you preparing ahead of time uh, is amazing, and it's it's too late when we're overwhelmed. Once we're overwhelmed, we you know we're already in uh, in that, and it's just got to run its course, right? So that that awareness, God's graciousness, you know, moving within us um, ahead of time, so that you know maybe that is just spending a little bit of time in prayer, 
you know, before you go into the crisis zone, you take some time earlier in the day and you just rest for yourself and say, okay, God, you know, I need to be, you know, coming into that union with you. I need those vibrate that, that vibration. I need to, you know, your magnet, your magnetic field, you know, I need to be filling up. I need to, to be your presence for the rest of my family. So I'm going to spend that private time right now, that personal time so that I have something to offer and to give later. Um, so those are just some thoughts, but Kelly, I just encourage you. You're doing amazing. That's awesome. Kelly, thank you for the call. Appreciate that so much. For, uh, we've got other callers who are calling in. Please stay on the line if you can. We'll get as many calls as we can in in the next segment of the show. But we need to take a short break as we're talking about dealing well with anger with our spiritual director, Father Ethan Southerd. We'll return with more of The Inner Life right after this. Our sponsor, the University of Dallas, invites you to check out The Quest, a five-episode video series on discovering our purpose and living it with courage. Start watching The Quest for free at RelevantRadio.com slash quest. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio. My name is Patrick Conley. My thanks to our producer, Nick Sentovich, and our, we've got Thomas Engesser on the phones again today. Thank you to him as well and to our spiritual director, Father Ethan Southerd. And don't forget, please join me and our whole Relevant Radio team and your Relevant Radio brothers and sisters worldwide in praying for peace in the Middle East, which we'll do at, during Mass at noon Central and the Divine Mercy Chaplet at 3, the Family Rosary Across America at 7, because Pope Francis has called for all Catholics worldwide to pray, fast, and do penance for our brothers and sisters who find themselves wound up in the Middle East, uh, in the Israel-Hamas war going on there. And that's tomorrow, October 27th. So please join me in doing that. We're talking about dealing well with anger today. And our spiritual director is Father Ethan Southerd, pastor of St. John Hughes Church in Chatsworth, California. And we've had a number of great phone calls already. And we've got more, I think, on tap right now. Let's go to John calling in from Brooklyn. John, welcome. Oh, thank you, Father. Uh, anger is a big subject in my life because I'm married 56 years to a great woman. I have three children. I would have had more, but she couldn't have more. So I have seven grandchildren now. And um, October 30th is my birthday. I'll be 80 years old this October 30th. That's beside the point. The fact is this. After being married for 56 years, there are times when she don't understand me or I don't understand her because she has a a, a harsh Italian accent, Sicilian accent, and uh, I, I, I'm Italian, I'm Sicilian, but I don't understand that too well. So sometimes I don't understand what she says, and she's hard of hearing, she has a hearing aid, sometimes she don't understand what I said. And uh, I'm very religious, all my life I've been religious, and um, I tend to quote the Bible quite a lot, maybe more than people would like, or more than my wife would like. She's very practical, but she's a loving mother and grandmother, and she treats me well too by her, you know, but when, when we come to anger, I mean, when we disagree on something, she don't give me a chance to explain why I said what I said, or my voice was too loud. She don't like the tone of my voice. It gets into an argument where it never stops. It goes back and forth and I can't stand that. So when I can't explain myself to her, I just walk out and on the porch or someplace and I just get away from her because I know it's, it, she likes to go back and forth. It never ends. I says, let's end it now and forget it. Let's pass. Let's go on to the next part of the life. But anyway, 
but we have a good life, and I, I bless God for giving me the, the life that I have. But uh, I, uh, I tend to get angry with my wife, and I, 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 I'm trying to work on it to, uh, to not uh, louder my voice and to, to try to, to be calm all the time and let her, let her speak. But she, yeah. But anyway. Yeah, I think we, I, I think we get the picture there, John. Thank you for the phone call, Father. What, do you, what would you yeah. say to John? Just uh, thank you, John. Um, Fifty-six years of marriage—that's that's a lot of wisdom and experience and life and love and still. Uh, I think that's an encouragement for all of us just to know that we're still growing. Um, but one thing that I think I would encourage you, John, and, and just going back to our other callers with Kelly and with Tracy and Natalie, um, I think in our own relationships, you know, if we can come up with some sort of, of charter or maybe an agreement where there's a format or there's guidelines ahead of time, you know, so in our relationships and our sharing, we can kind of have these guidelines of, hey, you're sharing too much, Okay. People get angry over that, right? Let's, let's, even Jesus, when he sent the disciples out, you know, two by two, he gave them a, a charter. He prepped them, gave them a charter, sent them out. He says, do not greet anyone along the way. Sent them out two by two. You know, so there's kind of a, a flow and a way of, of structuring things. So that may be of, of some help with you, John, but I just keep encouraging you. Yeah. Thank you, John. Thanks for the phone call. And yeah, let's try to squeeze in a couple more here before the end of the program. Let's go to Norman calling in from East Bay, California. Good morning, Norman. Thank you for calling into the inner life. Uh, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. So my mm. problem is my, uh, I love my job, but I'm dealing with a, uh, a, a, a professional work environment, an environment where hard work is not uh, celebrated, believe it or not. Uh, there's lots of loose talk, bantering, slandering. And then the thing is, I'm a martial artist and they know it. And, but I, I don't show it off. I'm, I, I try to be peaceful and nice, but there were a few times that, you know, I, I, I just let it out. Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I had to say something, especially when they were bullying a coworker of mine who's a friend of mine. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, it's just every day this way what I deal with like I have to control it mm-hmm. uh, often I just uh, remove myself in the situation and just run away flee rather than fight so but yeah I mean it's just I don't know how to deal with it like every day so mm-hmm. that's my question well Norman thank you uh, for sharing and yes you know our we spend so much time at work um, and so that's you know, those relationships, you know, maybe we're spending more time with those people. Um, and certainly all of those different parts within ourselves and within others start to surface. And so, um, you know, I think Paul, St. Paul is talking about that uh, in Romans seven fifteen to 20. You know, he talks about the different parts of himself internally that are kind of at war with each other. There's different parts that are angry. And so he says that he has to die to himself continually. And those parts that are angry, those parts that are in control, they have to die continually. So this is an ongoing, it's not just a one and done kind of thing. We all continually have to to enter into that, to bear the cross daily, to let those parts die so that the new life of Christ can be manifested. And so that's something that, you know, I think you're experiencing, Norm, um, you know, those situations that maybe you're not happy with, um, you know, you're bearing in your flesh, you know, the dying of Christ so that something new could come forth. And that's, that's for all of us. Mm. 
Thank you so much. Appreciate that, Norman. Um, Father, just in the couple minutes we have before we ask for your blessing, I guess what I would ask is, I think a lot of times what I'm finding anyway is that the anger can be dealt with before it arises. In other words, there's things that we can do spiritually and maybe even you know physically, emotionally, that will help us when anger arises in our lives. And I'm just wondering if you could maybe close us out with some practical tips of how to deal with anger even before we get angry. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, as you've been uh, mentioning, you know, um, tomorrow Pope Francis is, is inviting us into a day of prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. And so obviously, you know, anger... Um, all of these things that we're talking about, the the violence that could lead to violence in our lives and in the world. We're seeing that in a really profound way. Uh, we also keep in mind in prayer the those who, who lost their lives and the families impacted in Maine for yeah. the, the shooting yep. last night. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a, a real part. And if we're not tending to those areas within ourselves that can lead to anger or where that gets out of control, it, it's going to take over our our lives and our world. So when we're fasting, when we're praying beforehand, when we're going into this time of, of praying and fasting beforehand, what we're doing is we're opening up ourselves. We're dying to ourselves in a certain way. You know, fasting, it, that's a response. Uh, the fast is, is to do the will of God, right? So the fasting, it's not about what, what I'm eating or what I'm not eating. It's about me not wanting to do my will. So, you know, we could be fasting, you know, if we're actually, (laughs) if God is saying, no, you're going to go out, this is what he did with, you know, Elijah, I need you to eat. Elijah may have wanted to be fasting. God says, eat up. We've got a long journey. So when Jesus was in the garden, you know, he was fasting. He was saying, not my will, but your will be done. He was sweating blood. Right. So that's, so that's a big invitation for all of us daily to daily take up our cross to daily ahead of time, invite God into our lives, invite God in, you know, we could even do that ahead of time before the event happens so that we're able to respond with love and with God's will. So as we finish with a a blessing, uh, I just want to thank everyone for this opportunity to to be with you today and uh, the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May God, who is the way, the truth, and the life, continue to bless you all, filling you with his graciousness, with his spaciousness, with his life and his love. And may we all continue to have the courage to respond in God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Great show with our spiritual director, Father Ethan Southerd. Lots of calls we couldn't get to. My apologies for that. But coming up tomorrow on the program, we're going to be talking about judging others, which might tie into what we studied with Father Joseph Johnson. Until then, grace and peace.